Chicago Where the fire serve cold With the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south The Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, welcome, welcome Welcome to Chicago Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with your host, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 51 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirt. Search for the keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. 15. Go get your official TCSF shirts now. Go get them. Yep. As always, I am Big C and I'm here with my boy, the man, the myth, the legend, E-Rock, and special guest today, Gigantor. What up? What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and give us those five stars. You know we deserve it on your listening app of choice. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash truechicagosportsman slash support. Guys, let me tell you a little bit about our friends over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. Guys, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. During these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech, that's ACSI.tech, and click on Careers to apply today. Go get you a job. That's right. That's right. Gigantor in the house. What up? What's up, fellas? How you doing? Great, great, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. Can't oh. complain. How was your week, boys? Go ahead, Gigantor. Well, I had a pretty good week. Uh, celebrated the birthday with you fellas and a yes, couple sir. other friends. Yes, and mm-hmm. went out to the Mikey O Comedy Show, which was fantastic. Shout Pat. out to Mikey. Shout out to Mikey O. Pat Tomasulo. Uh, Pat Tomasulo is hilarious. My, my expectations going in was not high. because No, no. Uh, yeah, the bar was low. Because I, I, I had seen him before and I didn't like it. Oh, but, really? Uh, yeah. The first, time, the first time I seen him, I didn't like it. But I, I'll give him props. He did his thing. He did his thing Thursday night. We had a good time. Well, that's what you want. You want improvement. That's my right? point. Absolutely. Yeah, I was like, well, he, say, he says a couple funny things on the news from time to time right. sarcastic i get it but you know he blew my expectations out of the water he did a good job the, all of the all of the comedians that went out there went up there you know did their thing um i mean it, it was a great time it was fun to get out you know with the crew and, and celebrate mm-hmm. the birthday and uh you know my pop's birthday was the same day too 85 years old can you believe that 85 That's, years young yeah hey young hey, hey you forever you, young <laughs> Hey, hey, you got to appreciate every birthday. So That's right. Look, we got a lot, a lot to talk about this week. We're going to talk about a possible White Sox trade. Is yeah. Really yeah. Uh, the, the Cubs' first ever combined no-hitter. A Chicago Bulls player is in the Olympics and a lawsuit against a former Blackhawks coach. And oh Scottie Pippen done lost his mind. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But first, it's time for veteran TCSF reporter Big C and the Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I am Big Z, and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> now for today's stories. The Portland Trail Blazers named Chauncey Billups as the franchise's next coach late Sunday night. What? Yeah. Hmm. What? Yeah, the team reached an agreement on a five-year deal with a former L.A. Clipper assistant that includes a team option for the last season, sources told ESPN. The Blazers hired Chauncey Billups as a coach despite the backlash over a 1997 sexual assault allegation. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Well, they settled mm-hmm. out of court. Uh-huh. So, so it is an allegation. It's, it's an, an allegation, it's right. So it's, so we don't know if it's true or not because those right. those records are sealed. Right. So everyone's losing their damn mind because a black coach was accused of something 20 years ago. He may not be the same person from 20 years ago. Right, right. You know? 
Um, but there's a dude that just got hired by uh, Mark Cuban mm-hmm. in Dallas by the name of Jason Kidd. <laughs> um, I remember um, there was some stories about multiple times him beating his wife. So, oh, there was no uproar there though. Is right. it because he's white? I mean, is he? Is he? I don't know. Is Jason Kidd? He's like beige. He's beige. <laughs> he's stupid. <laughs> uh, khaki, I think. Khaki. But I mean, look, look, man. You know, if you look at the way that that society and and the media will view Jason Kidd, it is as a black man. But you know, we're looking at a dark skinned black man versus mm, a light skinned black right. man. You know what I mean? So I mean, yeah, there could be some validity to that. I mean, hey, look at the times we're living in. We mm-hmm. thought that, we thought that any of this stuff would be over, but guess apparently what? Apparently not. So just like you said, it it, it matters until it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely, sure. absolutely. So, I mean, look, uh, Chauncey getting a shot, I think that's cool. Yes, uh, sir, I do. I mean, yeah. he's one of these dudes that you could tell for a long time that was going to be a good coach in NBA. Usually point guards, yeah. yeah. They're really, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, they, they run the offense, of course. Yeah, man. I mean, like, the, and then we got Jason Kidd, on the other hand, who who somehow coming right off of his uh, his uh, retirement went into coaching right away because didn't he coach the – he coached uh, what, oh, the Nets? Milwaukee, and the Nets, yeah. yeah. Like, what – how – what? So – Naturally, he was going to go back to the Mavs at some point, mm-hmm. you know, especially he got a relationship with Mark Cuban. And, and I'm interested to see what he's going to do as head coach with Luca down there. That should be interesting. Uh, he's going to make Luca a way better passer. Well, absolutely. And and now so now you take Luca with his shot and his game now and add a more passing ability. Oh, my and God. Tell me that's not going to be the best player in the league. Oh, yeah. All right. Story number two. Ugh. Oh, boy. Ugh. Naylor from the. A Cleveland Indians. He's an outfielder. Naylor. I don't even know her. Hey. (laughs) All righty then. Easier all week. So Naylor suffered an injury in a gruesome fashion. He collided with a second baseman, Ernie Clement, during the bottom of the fourth inning in the Indians' 8-2 loss to the Minnesota Twins on last Monday. Uh, After the two players collided in right field while running at full speed (laughs) over a fly ball, Naylor was sent airborne and his right leg buckling underneath him as he landed. It was super, super gross. Gruesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to throw throw uh, some salt or dirt on the man. Don't, but, don't but, do it. Don't do it. But, you know, the Cleveland Indians or Cle- the Cleveland team. I can't, I'm going to stop saying Indians. The, mm-hmm. cl- the Cleveland team is um, uh, falling behind the White Sox. That's the only threat the White Sox have in the division. So, so the, the thing is with this guy is, you know what it looked like? You remember the uh, the WWE wrestling buddies? Mm-hmm. Okay, it looked like someone tackling one of those joints. and they. <laughs> was, oh, boy. Oh, it was gross. I, I You know, it, it's one of those things. It was where a Stretch like, Armstrong. Yeah. Just, I, and, I, and I've seen, like, the real gross injuries in, in uh, UFC. And, right, and yeah. Anderson Silva with his leg dangling. Yeah, right. right. Recently, and, Weidman, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember when Junior Sarah's uh, arm got, like, oh, yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. and Alex Smith. But you don't expect that ever to happen in baseball. And what it does, I, Paul George is another one. Yes. That was a... Uh, well, that well, college player, remember when he, he shot the three uh, and he, his leg just yeah. snapped? Well, also the way it happened, you know, he got thrown in the air first. And on his land, when he landed, I, obviously he didn't stick that landing. Oh, <laughs> Simone Biles. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Story number three, sticking with the NBA. ESPN analyst Jane Rose apologized for his comments he made about Cleveland Cavaliers star Kevin Love. If, is Kevin Love still a star in the NBA? He's not a star. Is he a star? No, he's not. He's Mediocre. a moon. He's a moon. He's not a star. <laughs> he's just orbiting stuff because and collecting paychecks. Okay. Uh, so being part of Team USA for the Summer Olympics in Tope. Tol- why is he on the team? Why not? You oh, know why he's on the team? You know, well, well, this guy Jalen Rose said he said last Thursday, yeah, <laughs> Jalen Jacoby. He said why? He said Kevin Love is on the team because of tokenism. So he's the token white guy. Is pretty much what he's saying. Wow. I've Don't, never wait, wait, hold on. I've never heard of the token white guy. Well, it's it's all about reverse racism I now. Did, I did, Every, no, everyone's a all, everyone's a victim now. There's no such thing as reverse racism. It's racism or racism. But there's no reverse racism. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Well, you that's can't reverse it. It's well, that's the, the way people. Thing. That's the way they think. You know what I'm saying? Now it's just it's just a reverse token now. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, this man should not be on the Summer Olympic team. There's better players that are out there, ah, better that, younger players. That may, that may be so, but you also have to have players that accept the invitation. I'll take Patrick Williams over him. 
Has he? Ex- uh, well, Love, know, Love didn't have a great season either. No, not, not he didn't. Like, no, he didn't. Team, you you got to remember. Else off that you got to remember. I mean, if you look at the, the team as a whole, these are these are guys that are like either the best player on their team or up and coming stars. So I mean, it's not like I remember the players. Dream Team ended up picking up a player for their last spot <laughs> that was a college player coming in as a rookie, right, Mister <laughs> Christian Leitner. Yes, sir. Okay, so you can put one of the rookies up there and see what he can do. Give him some experience with the, with the veterans. Yeah, True. I mean, hey, look, I, I I was talking about it before. I'm ex- I'm excited to see Luca in the Olympics, man. Oh yeah, I think to me that's going to be more interesting than watching Team USA. Oh wait, but, no, no, you still have on Spain. You have the Gasol brothers playing. Both. Yeah, I don't care about them old ass. I know right, you better Nicola. be watching them. No, no, and no, Nicola, no. yeah, Nicola, yeah, he's over there too. No, I'm trying to. Wa- I'm, I'm interested. I don't even know what the hell country Luca <laughs> was. He Serbian? Bro, I have no they, idea. Well, okay, one of them. One of them. Countries. Eastern countries. <laughs> yes, Eastern. <laughs> let's let's say it that. Let's way. say let's say Eastern countries. <laughs> Eastern <laughs> European. Yes, European. <laughs> yes. Let's 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 be politically correct right there. Uh, yes. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm interested in seeing what what he's gonna do. I I just think like to me right now, uh, he is definitely gonna be the the biggest player. And the best player uh, in the league very soon, especially. Oh, if he yeah, he's going to be dominating pretty soon. Especially if he gets that passing. But, yeah, I mean, look, uh, Kevin Love, I mean, what I what I was getting at was the fact that, you know, you look at the coaches and the people who, running, who are running these teams. At some point, I mean, has Kevin Love played in the Olympics yet? So you get one of the, this is He's like the, the last cycle. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, it's your cycle of guys. Does that make sense? I know. I know what you're like trying to is, say. Is, is, like Chris Paul, like Chris Paul has played on the right, Olympics right. and won gold twice. So he's right. like, I'm done. Exactly. I don't need it. Exactly. Give it to give it to a young kid. Exactly. Or or a guy that hasn't had his chance yet. And when you had Chris Bosh and you had LeBron and you had all these guys. You oh know yeah. What I mean, but you still have the rant on the team. So it's not like they're you know it's not like it's a team full of bums. But you don't no. have Harden. You don't have Kyrie. But you got like what Bam Adebayo and and a few other players. We got a Bulls player. We're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like you know, these are not. It's not. Scrubs by any means. It's just not the best in the because it's not that big of a, a deal anymore. When Jordan and Bird and Magic did it on the you know well, Jordan, that, well that's Jordan because the USA lost. Day. That's because USA lost. Right, so they're I'm like saying, no more college players. Let's put the pros in and we want to win. But yeah, Jordan in the in the middle of his career and mm-hmm. Bird and Magic on the end of their career. Hey, it's it's a thing. It's an honor. Go play for the Olympic team. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Love happens yes. to be the guy who's next up. To get his shot, to be a be to be able to be a part of it, because I mean, do, do we really like? What do we really care about USA basketball? Do we really care about that right now? Uh, I want them to win a gold medal. Yeah, yes, yeah. We're going to have USA pride. Yes, Woo-hoo. yeah. It'll Woo-hoo. be a good last hurrah for him. I mean, you know, obviously he's doesn't have many years left of like great play. Yeah, when he hasn't really played well in the last couple of seasons, so. he, he's been all right. But I mean, like you know, he was brought over to be a running mate with LeBron, and he just kind of got left there when when he once he title. went to Cleveland, his numbers were just so not the same. He's jogging and he's not running. And the, well, the, the thing is, no, is that there was there was no shot he was ever going to get a a title where he was. So I mean, like, hey, he, he went to Cleveland, he's got a title. Now he's back to a, a crap town. And uh, it's always been a crap town. The, the mistake by the lake. Well, I'm saying now yeah. he's, he's in Cleveland instead of a, a, a different crap town. Instead of Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> you betcha. All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. This is The Lube, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is 
Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Yo, E, what's going on with these Chicago Bears? Bears, 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 tons of Bears news. A couple of Chicago Bears landed on the Pro Football Focus 50 Best Players in the NFL this week. Coming in at number six for the edge rush, Khalil Mack. Mack was once again the highest-graded edge defender in the NFL last season, finishing the campaign with an overall PFF grade of 92.3. Wow. Only Mack and TJ Watt finished the year with PFF grades above 90 in run defense and as a pass rusher. For Mack, it was his fifth PFF grade above 90 in seven years at the NFL level, with the other two seeing him slip only to the level of 86.0. He recorded 59 total pressures, including the playoffs. Uh you know what? Does, sixth, does his Madden his Madden rating go up then? Sixth best player in the NFL, including everybody else. No, I know that. That's NFL, right? Yeah, yeah. NFL. So whole league. So what's his Madden rating then? <laughs> ninety three. Ninety three. There you they go. They don't give many people the ninety nine anymore. I, I no. Know. No. No. Ninety nines are, are very very scarce now. I only play Tecmo Bowl, so I don't know. <laughs> Hey, what team are you playing with, Tecmo Bowl? I don't remember anymore. The man. Oakland. You want team. me to remember? You got to you got to play with Oakland. You got to play more with the Oakland. Bears. Those are your two teams. First you got to play with Oakland and player number thirty-four, Bo Jackson. I, I said know, that as 34. a passing comment. <laughs> I wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> but but, oh, but here's the thing: one more player did land on that list, and at number thirty-four, hey, Allen Robinson. Hey, Rob. Robinson has never even had a vaguely competent quarterback throwing him the football, and that Poor dates guy. back. To at least high school and perhaps <laughs> even beyond that. High school. The likes of Christian Hackenberg, Who? Blake Bortles, Who? Mitchell Trubisky, Who? and post-deal-with-the-devil Nick Foles <laughs> have meant the version of a Robinson we've only seen is a fraction of what he could be with a real quarterback. Oh Maybe boy. Justin Fields can provide that once he gets on the field, but even without that competent quarterback, Robinson was the number five graded receiver in the league last year with a mark of 88.4 overall. He is a perennial top 10 receiver and has achieved all that without the benefit of having a quality passer that most other great receivers have. I mean, we've talked about it before, the fact that A-Rob is, B is able to do A-Rob things with mm -hmm. crap. With absolute yeah, crap if, quarterbacks. If you put them with, uh, you know, and, and I hate bringing this team up because we don't like them, but, yeah. if, you know, you give, him, you give him Aaron Rodgers yeah. throwing to him, yeah. Yeah. he's well. a Pro Bowl caliber player that's going to just dominate. Absolutely. Every year. I mean, he'll he'll go for the ball. He's quick. You know, he's smart. Just give him old, old man Drew Brees. And, he, and, he's, and the thing is that A-Rob is not a fast guy. He's a no. quick guy, and, he, and, he, and he's a very good route runner. And the thing is is that we have to see – with him being in the franchise year, mm -hmm. what's going to happen on that field? And if Justin Fields gets on the field and dominates or is even looks like we think he should look, mm -hmm. there is no way you can let A-Rob go because no, he, he should be he should be the guy that mentors and guides Justin Fields into his next five years of his career. And they now, should be BFFs, and right. now I think about you got Justin Fields and you got Mooney and you got uh, – uh, our little running back there, we got uh, Tariq, Tariq, <laughs> Tariq Cohen. Okay. Monty, uh, and I think about Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Komet, man. Let me tell you, Cole Komet looks like an absolute beast. He was among a handful of the young tight ends that attended the Tight End University Summit uh, last weekend, and he got to learn from tight ends all across the league, including Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and Greg Olson. There is a picture of Cole Komet just flexing and and and, and doing uh, uh, working out in the gym, mm -hmm. and George Kittle's over there looking at him <laughs> with us looking at him. So he's like, "Damn!" <laughs> so I mean, like, I look, I can't wait for Cole Komet to really break out as a Notre Dame fan, as a Bears fan. This kid is from Chicago, mm -hmm. yep. and if the Bears end up moving to Arlington Heights, he is from. Arlington Heights. <laughs> so think about this. He's gonna roll, roll out of bed and go to the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, Ma, you got any more biscuits? Okay, I'm going to work. Walk right across the street. Right. So another honor for another great young Chicago Bears defender. 
Uh, Roquan Smith earned a spot at NFL.com's All Under 25 team. The former eighth overall pick had a breakout season last year where he garnered second team All Pro honors. But there is an argument to be made that he should have been first team All Pro. Yes, definitely. Uh, last season, he had a, a career high 139 tackles, including 98 solos, 18 for loss, six quarterback hits, four sacks, seven pass defenses, two interceptions. One forced fumble and a partridge and, and a pear tree. I was gonna yeah. say, oh I was God. waiting for you. I was like, gonna be wait till he finishes. Partridge and pear tree. Never gonna get it. Never gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> so look, man, he got a career best grade from Pro Football Focus as well. I mean, he's a stud. He had a little hiccup early in his career where he kind of something was going on mentally. I don't know if it was something he blamed on something mentally or if it was something real, and he just. Smooth it out or whatever, but let me tell you, doesn't matter. The man is a stud. Uh, he's probably the best first round pick that uh, Ryan Pace has ever had. So. Absolutely. Uh, uh, until Justin Fields produces. Uh, yeah. Caveats. Not until. Caveats. Until. Yeah. 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 We're talking about. Maybe let's put a pin hey, in that put, one. You're, putting, you're looking at football cards on the back, right? Stop. Stats on hey, the back. Stop bringing up the future. We're talking about right now. <laughs> we're talking about right now. <laughs> we're talking about right now. <laughs> we're talking about practice. So practice. check it out. Yeah, we, hey, since we're talking about practice, Adam, there you go. Adam Jones was on Twitter, and he uh, said that he is told that the Bears will be hosting the Dolphins for a couple of joint practices before their preseason game on August 14th. Uh, they'll be at Hellas Hall, and the Bears plan to practice with the Broncos last year was scrapped because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So, that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, shout out to Mike One, my favorite Dolphins fan. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. A Dolphin huge, fan? Yeah, for a some, huge fan. For some reason, man. Oh, well, Mike the Mike Shula, undefeated season, Dan Marino. I, I, I've had friends that Dan Marino was their favorite quarterback because mm -hmm. he for, he because he threw 420 career uh, touchdowns. 420, baby. That's what that was about. So, yeah. um, <laughs> Mike's always makes been a huge sense, Dolphins though. fan, yeah, like, so, no matter what. So yeah, that was so awesome. And it's funny because, uh, you know, those that know, know that Mike one passed away a few years ago. And uh, when the Bears played the Dolphins, they were actually up. And then the Dolphins came back and whooped us. And I was like, damn you, Mike. I says, I know what you're doing to me. I know what you're doing to me because you know I'm watching this game, man. So, yep. But anyway, listen, there is a big story going on with some criminal activity on the west side oh what's, boy what's, what's, oh what's, boy what's going on with desi the chicago blackhawks have retained a former federal prosecutor to conduct an independent review of the brad aldrich allegations team ceo denny Wirtz told staffers in a memo on monday Ugh. according to the lawsuit filed by unidentified former blackhawks player aldrich a former video coach sexually assaulted him and another player during the 2010 playoff run to the Stanley Cup title. The player, referred to as John Doe in the filing, is sinking more than $150,000 in damages. What the hell is a video coach? Um, He puts the video packages together for the coaches to see. It, like, sound, it sounded like he was trying to video their package. Hey! Wow. All right. All right. Stop making fun of this. Not funny. Not funny. All right. So, after leaving the Blackhawks, Aldrich was convicted in 2013 in Michigan a fourth degree criminal assault. What is fourth degree? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I got to look. I can get my law degree soon. Uh, <laughs> conducting um, of sexual conduct involving a student and is now on a state registry of sex offenders. 500 feet. So, uh, this, is, this is the big, big problem here. And we were talking about this a little bit before the show. If. If this had come out then, in 2010... You would have avoided this You would have issue. avoided the issue right. in Michigan where there was sexual... On a young criminal child. Criminal sexual conduct in, involving a student, probably a high school student. But this could have been avoided. Exactly. Yep. All right. Two players from the 2010 team told The Athletic on Friday that Aldris' alleged assault of two other players was well known. Mm -hmm. Every single guy on the team knew. An unidentified player told the 2010 Stanley Cup winning team that told the Athletic. So pretty much, they told the organization, "Hey, this is going on." The, everybody right. in the team knows that this was going on, and no one 
did anything about it. Yeah, so I mean, like the, a lot of players did acknowledge that um, there was something going on. Nick Boynton, he's a defenseman on that 2010 team. Uh, he told the Athletic that he was aware of the incident and he trusted the then skills coach Paul Vincent to alert upper management to take necessary steps to remedy the situation. Uh, Brent Sopel, a name that we know, yeah. another member of the team, he he tweeted the report was accurate. Well, I mean, what you do is you tell your coach, and it's the chain of command, right? Exactly. Absolutely. And. You expect the chain of command to go all the way to the top when it's something this serious. What the hell are they doing? Yeah, so, I mean, according to TSN, those two players did tell uh, the coach um, that there was inappropriate behavior by Aldridge. Mm -hmm. Um, Vincent said that he told the news outlets that he told team executives, including team president John McDonough and general manager Stan Bowman, to report the allegations to Chicago police, but that his request was rejected. Wow. So, um, what? What the hell? Oh, well, the thing is that when it's something of, a, of criminal intent, you don't need to tell your employee. You can go straight to the police. But they were trying to do the right thing by Correct. saying, I'm going to go Correct. keep it in-house as far as going up the chain of command. Now, that once they didn't do anything, he should have went straight to the Chicago police and said, hey, this is what's going on. I have to report this. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that at all. But what I, I'll say is that fear of losing your job will make you do strange things. True. I, I'd rather lose my job. No, I, than, I don't, than, than I a just, child get molested. Right, but I mean, look, you're. It's different when it's a child at the time, or like if this is a college, but this is you know, a grown man assaulting other grown men, and I think there you have what you. First of all, there's stigma. You're a man. Be a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's not a real thing. Right. Men, women can sexually assault men. Yes, you know they what can. I mean. Like it's it, it it goes all the way around. So once it's you know if it's a man against a woman, it says hey. You know, now we're paying attention. Mm-hmm. But a man, we're, I'm like, get the hell. You know what I mean? Like, it's get that kind of thing. The, yeah, it's it's very stigma, easy yeah. to get swept under the rug because be macho. Be, you know, ignore that. That's not a big deal. What are you talking about? It's not real. Yeah. You know. Uh, Vincent told TSN, I feel a weight has been lifted off me. Yeah. I will stand up in court and say what happened. I know what the team did to cover this up and coming forward. Um, and coming forward was the right thing to do. Yeah, so absolutely. credit to TSN, USA Today, WBEZ, and The Athletic for all of their hard work and reports. Yeah, so I want to say that WBEZ, which is um, um, and, and no, NPR. NPR. Um, oh. So they, they were one of the first ones to uh, start investigating this, uh, and they're, they're really the ones that got the wheels rolling on this. But, I mean, wow. you know, 11 years later, um, and it's, it's just really now coming to light, and, you know, Unfortunately, sexual assault that that stuff really comes out later on. Yes. Just well, because because you, you, again, you, just like I just talked about, the role of emotions that you got to go through. It's shameful. Yes, it's yes. shameful. I can't believe I let this happen to me. But if someone were to physically harm you and, and uh, maim you, you mm-hmm. right away, hey, say, you know what I mean. So it's 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 a different type of assault. But I mean, it's just the way that your brain perceives it, and and you bring shame, and it's my fault. I did this, and and. You know, if it becomes a thing, you guys, you can't hold it in. You just have to be be brave, I guess. I don't know, man. But if you see something, say something. Say something, some, yes, Someone please. reports something to you, you have to get that out. And unfortunately, with a, a situation like this, most people, some people take it as hearsay until they have some proof. And that's the reason why right. they, you know, kind of. I mean, and, and, and. Well, there was proof. The rest of the players knew about it. Yeah, right. Correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, there's it, some people who are like, you know, being upper management, they're like, oh, well, maybe. Well, that's the thing. Is now that upper management, all, a lot of upper management knew, so they're at fault as well. Exactly. Uh, so, exactly. so the child that was assaulted in Michigan, their parents or whoever the guardians should be suing the Blackhawks. Yep. And everybody, yep. everybody in that front office, I'm gonna, I'm gonna milk the crap out of them because it's their fault. Yep. That this happened pole. to my yep. child. Straight up. The Absolutely. Pole. Because you could have stopped that. Thing. Exactly. Yep. All right. The other team. On the Madhouse on Madison with no controversy, unfortunately. <laughs> right now. The, yeah. The wait, Chicago wait. Bulls. <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> no, we're, I'm pretty sure they're going to keep you clean now. Uh, Chicago Bulls guard Zach Levy made the U.S. Olympic team. Rightfully so. The dude's a killer. He's a beast. Levine will wear number five as part of the loaded backcourt that also features Damian Litter, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Bradley Beer, and Drew Holiday. So he's not gonna get playing time. Oh no, he should get playing time. <laughs> uh, Devin, like, Devin Booker's hurt. But what? Book Book got a busted up face, but he'll still play the Olympics. Uh, Jason Tatum and and Dame. Okay, you're gonna tell me is Zach better than Dame? No. Is he better than Jason Tatum? Yes. Is he better than Jason Tatum? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was confirmed twice. Yes. Yeah, okay. 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 Hey. Hey. 
everyone is entitled to be wrong. Yeah, that's why you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so this 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 moving the, on to controversial stuff this, again. This, this is the big. This is the big one. That's what she said. This is the hey, big, that's the big what, one. Everybody catch hey. it. Hey. All right. So Scotty Pippen, who is off his effing rocker, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> says Phil Jackson drawing up the final shot versus the Knicks for Tony Kukoc was racially motivated. How, how this no uh, before we go any further Pippin what the hell are you smoking man listen listen yeah this is a fantastic marketing campaign <laughs> for what for that whiskey he just dropped because let me tell I you I heard something. it's crap oh even if it's crap I mean it's like uh, what is it it's the Sam Jackson beer it gets you drunk it gets you drunk <laughs> <laughs> so there's no way you're not telling wait, me wait 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 <laughs> Sam Jackson has a beer you don't remember that from you Chappelle show Chappelle skit. Japan? No, instead of Samuel Adams, I must have missed Samuel Adams. It was Sam Samuel Jackson. It gets you drunk. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I guess what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> yeah. Season no, but, one, baby. But that's the only explanation that I have that this whiskey is either so good that he can't stop drinking it, or so bad that he has to drink all of it so it doesn't exist anymore. Because that's the only thing that explains what the hell is happening right now. What is wrong with this guy? Oh my goodness. So I mean, last week it was Durant. This week it's Jackson. Yeah, right. Bro. Going after Durant. Like, come on, dude. He's a good player. All right. An extensive interview with GQ published last week. Pippen characterized former Chicago Bulls coach Phil Jackson's decision to give a rookie. First of all, he wasn't a – I mean, technically, yes, NBA NBA rookie. But he has won championships in Europe. All right. Anyways. Yeah. To give the final shot of a playoff game against the New York Knicks in the 94 as ratio. Okay, so I'm gonna call this as horse. You know what? Because <laughs> just like crap, just like crap. It, oh, oh yeah, yeah. You forget, you forget. There's like low level swear words Manure. that I really, Well, yeah. you know what? I haven't taught in front of kids for a while, <laughs> so yeah, I forget. There's there's PG stuff. Uh, no, this is horse crap All right. because two times during the season, the same play was called for Kukoc, mm-hmm. and Pippen inbounded the ball, and there was no issue. It, not then at the time when you're winning. Oh, you, you're not gonna call it over here, though. Right, right, right. Ooh, how playoffs. funny is that? Playoffs. I am telling you right now. Playoffs. Playing every time you see this dude, he, every picture, every interview, he's sitting there with that whiskey with a little hand on the bottle. This is a marketing campaign. This is. That's all he's doing. The more, hey, all media is good media, whether it's bad or, yep. or yeah. The six-time NBA champion famously refused to, to go back into the game. That, that's we know that we know that play. We know that play. <laughs> You know what? We we criticized him then. It 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 looks so bad. Uh, Pippen was asked to elaborate during an appearance on the Dan Patrick Show on Monday. Uh, his response resulted in further ripping of Jackson. Oh boy, and eventually flowed into calling for former team old Michael Jordan selfish. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jordan is selfish. Yeah, we all know that. All right, let's take a listen. Help me understand the GQ article where you talked about the 1994 playoff game when. You refused to go back in the game, and Phil set up the play for Tony Kukoc. Well, I mean, it's not much to be said if you go back and look at when Scottie Pippen entered the Bulls and when Tony Kukoc entered the Bulls, and who deserved the last shot of the game. No, no, Um, no, I understand that, Scottie. I'm just going by what you said. You said you need to read between the fine lines, and then you go on to say it was a racial move to give him, Tony Kukoc, a ride. What? So, oh, I mean, if you knew that Scottie Pippen had been with the Bulls from 87, battled through the Pistons, and every other team that we had to get to those three championships, wouldn't you give Scottie Pippen one opportunity to get a last-second shot without my... So let me. I'm gonna stop it right there, just because one thing. Why are you speaking in a third person? Right, right, right. That's how you what, know. You what the hell's wrong with you? As soon as you hear that, you're like, "Well, I guess I'm not gonna take you seriously." No, not at all. Good. Well, because Scotty Pippen needs to sell Scotty <laughs> Pippen whiskey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is with the logo on that? It's his hand. I don't know what it is, bro. Oh, keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> Michael Jordan, like one year without Michael Jordan. Can I get one shot? <laughs> like I'm doing all the dirty work. He's salty. Yeah, he's but salty. All of that I understand from the basketball standpoint. But when you say a racial move, well, why would why would Tony, who's a rookie, get the last second shot and you put me up? Because violence? you're the decoy, That's bro. That's what I mean. Uh-huh. Racial. Like that was Scottie Pippen's team. But but Scottie Pippen and, was but, but, on pace to be an MVP that year, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, why would you put him in a position not to be successful? Why wouldn't you put him in a position to succeed? Michael Jordan is not there. So who's next in line for you? Wait, I just talked about this. Okay, so no, no, this is this is I'm gonna tell you exactly now that hearing more and more and more of it and thinking about it more and more, this is Scottie Pippen. Just he he knew he was like I'm never gonna be better than uh, than Michael Jordan. No one's ever gonna be better than Michael Jordan. So I have to I know for a fact that I'm the Robin to his Batman. But freaking Tony Kukoc, he's like I'm the best player that's left on this team, and he wanted his shine because he knew he knew he finally got a chance to get his shine as the best player. And at the last second, when they needed the shot, they didn't go to him. This is years and years of being salty about Michael Jordan. That's oh, what this yo, is. this this has been stirring. This is him putting on the Batman suit and it not fitting. Yeah. That's what that is. Well, this is him being salty about That's it. That's what I'm saying. And Scotty Pippen needs to realize one thing. Jordan passed the ball to Paxson. Mm-hmm. Passed the ball to oh, wait. There's all the, these other guys. Oh, there's some more. Right? There's some <laughs> more. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. There's more. There's more. But if you talk to Phil about this, because by saying a racial move, then mm-hmm. you're you're calling Phil a racist. I don't got a problem with that. What? What? <laughs> do you think Phil was or is? Oh, yeah. I mean, what? do you remember Phil Jackson left the Lakers, went, wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, what? who would do that? You name someone in professional sports that would do that. Phil right. Jackson. Oh, first of all, <laughs> Phil Jackson is one of the all-time winningest coaches. And um, if Kobe had an issue with that. Right. Kobe would address oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah. because well, it's he, not like he was shy, right? Because Kobe is the closest thing to Michael Jordan, and yes. Kobe speaks his mind. One hundred percent. All right, let, let's listen to some See, more. Scotty Pippen, you know, punk. I <laughs> think he tried to expose Kobe what in a that? way that he shouldn't have. You're the head coach, and you're the guy that sits in the locker room and tells the players, "This is a circle, and everything stays within the circle." Mm. Well, I would. Definitely like to stay inside the circle. Because that's what team is about. But you as the head coach, open it up. And now you go out and you try to belittle, at that time, probably one of the greatest players in the game. All right, let's stop right there. First of all, all the stuff that happened with the Bulls was a closed circle. We didn't know about right. none of this stuff right. until the, the documentary, the 10-part ten, uh, ten series, Last Dance, came out. Right. Yeah. So what the hell are you talking about? First of all, the Lakers are the Lakers. I can care less about the, what's going on with the Lakers. I'm talking about with the Bulls. And you're salty because you didn't get the ball with 1.9 seconds? I really want to know. What, what is the thing that is inside that whiskey? Because he's definitely like <laughs> super drunk or he's hallucinating or something else. And it sounds awesome. And Where can a, I get this stuff? And he was the perfect decoy at the time. So why give... This play guy. was run. I told you guys this yeah. play was run multiple times yeah. during the season, and why, it worked. Why give him the ball when you can give it to somebody who's got a decent shot and will most likely be wide open? And it went in. Of course. Yeah, exactly. So you're telling me that you shouldn't let the well, player that makes like the plays? he's disloyal. Doesn't mm, make any sense. I don't no, know if that all. makes him a racist. <laughs> well, that's your yeah. way of putting it out and I have my way. I was in the locker room with him. I was in practices with him. Uh, you're looking for him afar. What? Yeah, and, and look, that's why I wanted to have you on. But I go back and Phil designed a play for Steve Kurt when oh, Mike boy. was there. This is what and I'm Mike, talking about. Mike didn't have Just a problem that. with that, did he? I don't, I don't want to see. You're not, you're, you're not setting me up to answer the right question. What do you mean, Phil set up a play for Steve Kurt? He didn't set that play up for Steve Kurt. He set that play up for Michael Jordan. I oh, thought in okay, the Okay, let me know. I got to stop this right I'm here. Gonna... You, if you watch The Last Dance, Michael Jordan says, hey, yep. you're going to be open. Yeah. I'm going to pass you the ball. Shoot it. And Steve Kerr confirmed it. Yep. He said, Michael's going to pass. And that's why when they won the championship and they're at Grand Park and Steve Kerr makes the joke, I had to bail out Michael Jordan again. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because Steve Kerr averaged, what, six to eight points a game? Right. Two three-pointers and a couple free throws. Clutch. That's his job, just to yep. shoot three-pointers. That's it. You're a decoy. I'm going to throw you the ball. You'll be open at the foul line. That, and Phil had nothing to do with that? Man, you don't want to get this show started because it will take us a long time. Do you know all those cameras that's sitting in that huddle who they was working for? 
the NBA. So you know who Michael was speaking to when he said that, right? Mm-hmm. That was that was planned. That was speaking to the to the camera. But the that guy was shot. I, this is just speaking weird. out of weird. what we're going to have to do when the play is going to yeah. be. That was speaking to the camera. Had John had uh, John Stockton not came down, trust me. <laughs> but that was building his own documentary because he knew he was controlling the cameras. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Wow. So now he's controlling the cameras. He's controlling the coach. He's controlling everything in the NBA now while playing. I mean, is he wrong? You're going to tell me that? Because the way he's coming off is that Michael Jordan was the one that basically set this up, right? And And planned this out, right? So, I mean... Is he wrong? I, I mean, I wouldn't put it put it outside of Jordan to set this up and make sure like everything goes is you know what I mean. Well, like, first of all, we know Jordan is an egomania. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So does he want the last shot? Yes. But how can I? Because he gets credited by by passing it as well. You know what right. I mean? Like setting it up, and and that's a good. I mean, it was the right basketball play. It is, and, and it's it not the first or second time he's done that. He did it with John Paxson. Right. Did it with Steve Kerr. Right. So Plus it benefits him because if he misses, then they blame Jordan. But if somebody else misses, they Jordan's can't blame missed Jordan. plenty of game winning right, shots. Right. No, but exactly. But in that situation, it's like okay, if Paxson would have missed that shot, oh, John Paxson missed it, not Jordan. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let, let's just finish it. This, this is about twenty. Seconds okay. Left. So all those cameras that was working were working basically for Michael Jordan. <laughs> not were they on his payroll? Chicago Can you Bulls. prove that they were on his they payroll? They were building the. Come fly with me. The Air Jordan videos. That's what it was. Yeah. It, I mean, he's not wrong. That was not naturally spoken. Okay. <laughs> he's not. That was rehearsed. Okay. Look, look hey, he's okay. not wrong about that all at right, all. So, no, he's not wrong in the point that Michael Jordan did, did, did have people filming his stuff there. Dude, how many like how many during his career like Michael Jordan documentaries came out? You know, come fly with me. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like, the, what was the one that was in the IMAX? Is Ernest? Yeah, what, you, is yeah, Ernest? you know what I mean. Like, so it, it's it's just. But the NBA allowed it because he was the face of basketball that took it out of bankruptcy. Yeah. No. Oh. And, and grew the grew the game worldwide because of Michael Jordan. Absolutely, but at some point, just like LeBron I mean, gets let, carte blanche. Let's let's be honest. I mean, at some point, you know. Shout out to Mike Logic. You shouldn't be able to just move freely and do whatever the hell you want, and that seems. I mean, that's definitely what happened. So I wouldn't put it past him. No, I wouldn't put it past Michael thing. Jordan. You know what I mean? I, I think what's happening is is that Scottie Pippen is starting to spill the beans because number one, like I said, to me this is a publicity stunt all the way. Oh, oh yeah, one thousand percent. This is him trying to sell that digit vodka or, or digit whiskey <laughs> or whatever the hell. I don't understand what that means. Is he trying to tell you that he like puts his hand in each? Batch. Like I don't. What does that mean? Digits. That's the name of the, of the whiskey. Digits. That's terrible. That's terrible. But I bet you it's real good because he is super drunk, <laughs> and that's the only thing that explains what. The he hell must is have going to put his here. own digits into that with that whiskey to taste good. No, <laughs> no, no, thank you. No, I mean, look, uh, yeah, Pip sounds like he's bitter. Uh, wants to sell some whiskey. Yeah. Wants to be famous. It, it, and he's. I feel like right now he's at a point in his life where he's like, you know, for everything I accomplish, I should be way more famous. But I will never be that famous because every every time somebody sees me, the first thing they think isn't Scottie Pippen. It's Michael Jordan. Or, hey, it's Michael Jordan here. Or his they, wife cheating left and right. Well, that doesn't help either. That does <laughs> no. not. Well, mm. I mean, when, when your wife is basically just a, a, a different uh, scale model of Mrs. Potato Head, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, she does I'll hang with like, the Kardashians. So. I, I love parts of you, but not you as a whole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. 
As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you will be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Time to touch bases with our baseball teams. This is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. Yo, E, what's going on with these Cubbies, man? Go, Cubs, go! Go, Cubs, go! Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are going away. Uh, yeah, man, the Cubs threw the seventh no-hitter of 2021, which ties the modern era since 1900. The ALNL mark also set in 1990, 91, 2012, and 2015. It was the 17th no-hitter in Cubs history, the most recent one coming from Alec Mills last season against the Brewers. Uh, look, I mean, we had Zach Davies. Uh-huh. What? Like, how is he a part of any type of no-hitter in life? And then you had the back end of that awesome Bulls uh, uh, bullpen for the Chicago Cubs, um, Tapera, Chafin, and Kimbrel. They're killers, and I don't think they even knew, right? They, the they bullpen didn't, didn't even knew. No. So the, because of where the bullpen is in relation to the scoreboard, they mm-hmm. can only see a part of it. So they didn't realize there was no hits. So they just went out there and did their thing, which is uh, great. Oh, it was fantastic. No pressure. So here, what I found, mm-hmm. what I thought was funny. Was a few amazing facts about this Cubs no-hitter, the combined no-hitter. Oh, boy. Uh, The Cubs have 16 single-pitcher no-hitters in franchise history and 17 no-hitters overall. It's tied for the fourth uh, most amongst teams trailing over only the Dodgers, the White Sox. The White Sox. Of course. The White Sox. That's the White Sox, of course. (sighs) And the the Red Sox. White Sox got 20. (laughs) Cubs have uh, 17. Uh, And prior to Thursday night's combined no-hitter, the last no-hitter thrown by an opponent at Dodger Stadium was also by the Cubs when Jake Area blanked the Dodgers on August 30, 2015, during one of the best stretches in baseball of all time for a Cubs pitcher and Jake Area and all of us. It was amazing. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm not really happy about that, but happy for Chicago. Um, the Cubs had eight <laughs> walks in the game, which was goofy as hell. The Cubs became the first <laughs> opposing team to throw no hitters at Dodger Stadium twice, and which opened in 1962, and is the oldest in Park behind Wrigley. So the Cubs went out there. Mm-hmm. They love playing in old parks. That makes sense, and they did their thing. Um the Dodgers are the first reigning World Series champ to be no hit since the 2013 Giants were no hit by Homer Bailey. Homer first of all, Bailey, wow. Homer Bailey for the Reds. I can't, I, I, I mean, like, how are you not a batter? Like, why are you a pitcher? That doesn't make any <laughs> damn sense. That's a terrible name for a pitcher. They couldn't hit no home runs. That's why. Um, yeah, I mean, we are getting to the point where uh, how special do no fitters, uh, no hitters feel? Um, well, I'm, I don't really, I'm not going to say this is not a no hitter cause it's no hitter regardless of if you do it as a team or as an individual. Is it more special when one guy does it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. But yeah. it, in, in my opinion, it may be harder when you pull in four or five other pitchers in there because okay. they all throw different things. The matchups are completely different. Right. I think it's, it's harder to do that as a team. As a team, absolutely. I mean, like how that's it's it's not it's more common for an individual player to right. do it than it is. And funny enough, that the Cubs have actually had a couple in the last few years. You had, like I said, Alec Mills. You had Arietta, um, and then Zambrano a few years ago. So I mean, like, uh, and you guys had Rodon. It's just it's interesting to see mm-hmm. how often it's happening because before it was no hitter. Oh my God, one a season, and now yeah, it's exactly. like we're at like seven already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? So let's we let you know we don't want to harp on the spin rate, but uh, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. All right, man. What is going on on the South Side? White Sox, White Sox. The Chicago White Sox and the Diamondbacks are discussing a potential trade with Eduardo Escobar. The White Sox are in need of a second baseman, right? And he can also play uh, the outfield. So th- this is a versatile player. So the White Sox are trying to do this, but um, it looks like. 
the D backs are saying, um, yeah, I want this guy, that guy, <laughs> and that guy's. And what I'm saying is they want Kopech, Collins, and or Berger. So uh, first of all, Collins caught two no hitter, uh, no two shutouts yep. this year on yep. a no hitter and a shutout, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and then you have um, Kopech, who's coming off injury, is supposed to be like one of our pitchers going into the right. future. So why would I trade two good players for a journeyman? I mean, if it was me, I would just give him burger and fry and shake. Call, I mean, just call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, White Sox first baseman Jose Abreu left Sunday's three to two loss to the Seattle Mariners after getting hit by a pitch on the left knee. X-rays were negative, according to the team. Jeez. Oh yeah, if you saw it, it, it it's oh, painful. It, the sound that that ball made off the side of his knee was just oh, I was like, please. And then he slammed his helmet in pain. He didn't. He couldn't even get up. So for Jose Abreu, who's been banged up all year. Yeah, and still playing through all the pain and all the uh, all the injuries, he could not get up. Well, again, there, this is the difference between hurt and injured. Yes, uh, let me yes. tell you, I'm a big dude, and I've been hit with those, and oh, not fun. Yeah, not fun. Not fun. The White Sox said he has a bruised knee in his day to day. He's not playing for ten days. I guarantee nope. you that. Like you'll see tomorrow, they'll put him retroactive. Manager Tolly Russo said the team will know more in the next twenty four hours. Brayu, who's a Brayu, who's thirty four, was I- nailed. I did not know he was 34. And 12. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was nailed by reliever JT Shargonis uh, in the bottom of the sixth inning by a 96 mile an hour sinker. Can you say that name again? No. Is, you, oh, <laughs> is that Chargonis? Char- uh, There's no N at the end. Well, you get, there's no N in the word at all. It doesn't matter. He hit my guy. <laughs> F him. <laughs> Mother. F him. All right, so this is a huge blow for the White Sox because they've already lost five, count them, five outfielders and their everyday second baseman, and now they lose their captain. Dude, what? I, I, I don't you, understand. You talk about it being injury prone as far as the season. Like you, you, you're not going to be able to win a championship if you're missing no. six guys. No, no. Unfortunately, really, I mean that's going to be the key to what happens this season because. You're at a point where, yeah, you're looking for this trade now, and you're gonna have to. You're, you're trying to replace so many guys at this point, and you're running out of gas. You don't have anyone else to replace. Right. So now you have. Here's the issue because you have your bench players. Your Larry Garcia. Your your Goodwin. Yeah. Uh, um, what's his, uh, the the fast guy we got? Yeah, that guy. Oh, Hamilton. 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 Was, Hamilton's hurt too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's hurt heavy, too. Yeah. Angle. Yeah. Uh, uh, Eaton. Yeah. All these guys are hurt, yeah. and you you have Louis Garcia playing out there. Like he's he's a bench player. He should play twice a week. He yeah. should not be playing every day. And yet, the Sox sit at forty five and thirty two, still in first place in the division. And this is all due to the Cleveland team, who has right. lost the entire starting staff. Yeah, they're well, all yeah. injured. Yeah. So that's and, and and as it was, Cleveland couldn't hit to save their lives. But now they're losing their best assets, which is their pitching. And we're sitting up two and a half. Well, and then Naylor went out today too, or a couple days ago. So yeah, that's yeah. another guy, and he and he's been hitting home runs. Right, he's he's always, he's, he's been. He, I remember he when they played you guys. Yeah. You're like, who is this guy? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I hate him. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I hate him too because he kills the, the the socks. Yeah, he drives. Me, I, I was so it looked like a muppet hitting home runs. I, was like, what the, what the hell is I got this him on guy? my fantasy league, and I, he was doing great for me. And now all of a sudden, I'm done for the season. I never heard of this guy before. Yeah, well, and I was like, and I love the muppet. And honestly, right now at this point for the White Sox, I mean, what are you guys gonna bring in next? Your grounds crew. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what's gonna take. That's what's gonna take to keep people on the field. Um, we gotta do something. We gotta do something. I mean, it sucks that that's going. So down, I mean, but. they're looking at different trades. They're looking at um the kid from from the Marlins. Um, obviously, what the problem is is that MLB knows that they're in the desperation mode. They know they 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 have to fill a need. So they're gonna ask for the world. I think that. You know, this year we have all these teams like doing these like cool like city connect uh, uniforms mm-hmm, and right. things like that. I mean, but if we want something that's truly going to speak to the players, they should just go out there in hospital gowns at this point because this is terrible. That'd be a lot of ass. <laughs> 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 Former White Sox and now Mariner reliever at the Santiago is taking out of Sunday's game for having a substance 
in his glove. Substance. I, I don't know what it was, and uh, I don't want to. Put your weed in there. Yeah. He was ejected, Sticky, and his glove is on the way to the league office to be further examined. He's the first pitcher to be caught for the set offense. Uh, Wait, did they put it in a plastic bag before they took it out? Yes, that's, they that's, did. That's not true Whoa. because there was a Cubs minor leaguer that got caught with a whole lot of a substance, and they took his ass first. <laughs> I'm in danger. So we did it first. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Breaking Bad. All right, let's let's uh, let's change gears here a little bit. Uh, Miss Reinsdorf, Marto Reinsdorf, the yep. wife of Bulls and White Sox chairman Jerry Reinsdorf, died peacefully Monday afternoon following a long illness. Miss Reinsdorf was eighty-five and surrounded by family at her home uh, in Paradise Valley, Arizona. The White Sox said in announcing her passing, an acclaimed fine arts uh, creator of colorful. Yeah, I knew you leaned, you leaned in when I was going to say. I have no idea how to say this. Cloisonne? Cloisonne. Cloisonne. Yeah, colorful cloisonne jewelry. Yeah, whatever. That was the moment I was waiting for. Yeah, I saw that. You leaned in. I saw that. I was like, <laughs> corner of my eye. Great peripherals. Um, she designed five of the six NBA championship rings and oh, designed wow. the White Sox uh, World Series championship ring in 2005. Oh, she wow. She loved to bake and loved dogs. May she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. Let's take a pause for the cause and hear a word from our sponsors. With my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. (laughs) Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. Oh, man. All right, brother. It's summertime. We stay with the steam. Okay. All right. You have two options. If you must. You have two options. Do you get a Sunday from McDonald's or do you go to Wendy's and get a Frosty? Doesn't matter the flavors. You got to pick one of the two. And you might be lactose intolerant at this point. <laughs> I mean, like, after, hold up. I, I just want to say, um, as as the uh, resident adult, um, <laughs> both of those things are terrible. You should go get some real ice cream. I was going to say, you got to pick both, one, man. They're both bad. Yeah. Uh, it, no. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to give you one 
answer because it's the only one that's ever actually available, and it's a frosty because that McDonald's ice cream <laughs> machine is still broken every time. Every time. Hey, every Ma- time. McDonald's gotta have like a frosty flag. I mean, a, a Sunday flag, the ice cream machine flag in front. If it's half masked, it's broken. It's yeah. terrible. It's there. I, I don't understand. Every. It doesn't matter what you at. Can I have a shake? No. Can I have a Sunday? No. Can I have a McFlurry? No. Why? It's broken. It's not broken. They're just being lazy. I don't understand. How they don't, is it always broken? They How don't want to clean the machine. This. You're going to tell me that in the, the age of the future right now, we cannot find a technician to fix these damn ice cream machines for these poor kids that just want an ice cream? No. What is going on here? You know, it's just they're being lazy. That's all they're doing. There's an app for that. You know that, right? There's an app for McDonald's uh, uh, ice cream machines. <laughs> it tells you which ones are broken and not broken. Stop. I, yep, oh, I guarantee First of all. Uh, Genius. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Genius. First of all, I'm jealous because all I would have to do is make an app that says, when you open it up, it just says all of them. Yeah, I made money. All right. Before we get out of here, what are you watching, Gigantor? Well, I just recently watched the Fast and the Furious movie. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Oh, don't Pew! spoil it. Do not no, spoil it. I no got to see it. But if you're a fan, you might like it. Meow. If you're not a fan, you're definitely not going to like it. Well, yeah. I mean, every one of these movies gets outlandishly stupid oh, it's, when I'm talking about the stunts. And it just it's unbelievable. It's goofy. And yeah. But, you know, at the same time, it's a popcorn movie. And like I, that's what I like about it. That's the aspect I like about these Fast and the Furious movies. But I do have one person who's a huge Fast and the Furious fan. And halfway through, he said, if I would have drove here today, I would have gone home by now. <laughs> Fast and seriously, yeah, pretty much. But I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. It's a popcorn flick, so. So, yeah. do I need to go to the theater and watch this, or can I watch this when it comes out at home? It depends on your fandom. If you really, really, really like the series, go watch it in the theater. I and mean, I have not, a I have an amazing surround sound that shakes the house. You, I'm gonna tell you right now where I'll be watching it on the toilet. Nowhere because I would never watch that. I, just, I, just, I can't watch it. Are, did they did they reach space yet? That's what the, the, they kept teasing me. I'm just saying, like, what what how how fast and furious do you have to go to get to space? Fast ten is going to be fighting the aliens. Why? Let me just say, how the, is this a thing? I remember when the first one came out in like the early 2000s. Have you seen it since? No. Have you watched the first one since? No, it's oh, so bad. Yeah. It is so bad. It can't the first be worse four, than the rest of them. The first four were more grounded, and that says a lot. Yeah. If you watch the last like four, you'll be like, um, yeah, the submarine and all that other stuff. Yeah, stop. I this is, are you for real? This there is was a tank? submarine a last tank. one. There was a tank. There's there was a, a tank submarine. submarine. Yeah. I just remember when the when the first one came out and everyone came out of the theater and sat. It doesn't matter what car you had. You were in your minivan revving that engine. Like, neutral. You're like, a neutral <laughs> revving it. I'm gonna drop it in the drive. You're like. And then and you broke your transmission. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, neutral drops. Yeah. 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 That's how you rip up your transmission. Z, what you been watching, man? Um, I've been watching Loki. Loki has been. A phenomenal show. Yes. Um, it's one of those shows that I, I, I have to watch over and over again to catch all the Easter eggs. Uh, and then I also finished uh, Teen Titans. Second season was a little bit slower, but it sets up for the third season, which is coming out soon. It should be good. It should be good. Um, and I'm also excited. Like uh, we were talking about, Air Off Air Succession is coming out through HBO as well. One of my best shows. You want? It is a phenomenal show. You want to talk about corporate greed and dysfunctional families? Yeah, that that's what you're gonna see. <laughs> lots of cocaine, lots of drinking, yeah, all that crazy stuff. Yeah. Awesome. What are you watching, E? I just finished watching Working Moms. Oh, and boy. if you haven't seen this, it's oh, it's boy. hilarious. It is it's really geared uh, geared towards parents. Obviously, it's called Working Moms, so that's why you like it. If you're a mom. But no, first of all, uh, the show is stars Catherine uh, Reitman, who is the daughter of Ian, Ivan Reitman, who mm-hmm. directed Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters and yes. many other movies. Um, yeah, so it's the lady with the weird lip. You know exactly who she is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she's funny. I mean, it's a good, it's a good show. They the way that they move throughout uh, life. I mean, it's kind of funny to me because we think about guys being like gross and then, like women are allowed to be gross, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a view of how women interact with each other. You know, what I mean, outside of guys, because. Yeah. We all act different. Right. Guys are just guys. No matter where we go, we're just gross all the time. It doesn't matter. But women are like, I'm going to be gross in secret. And I'm like, good for you. <laughs> Please keep it, it a secret. It, yeah. Hey, you do, you do what you do. You're married. It's different. <laughs> look. look, look it's, Hi, Kim. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny show. We, uh, I enjoyed it. And uh, check it out. 
Can I just add an honorable mention another show that I started watching just on a whim and it's actually enjoyable is that uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. If you're a fan of the Mighty Ducks movies from back in the days, which yeah. I grew up watching, it's actually kind of good. It, With it, Joshua Jackson and Emilio Estevez. Yeah, and yeah. The rest of those kids. Emilio you Estevez mean, makes a return. You mean Pacey? Yes, that is yeah, Pacey. Pacey. Yeah, I know you had a crush on him. <laughs> team Dawson, baby. Oh. Team Dawson. Okay, first of all, first of all, I was Team Joey, so I don't know. <laughs> wait, so, wait. So you took it from both sides. <laughs> hey, bro. But yeah, if if you have kids and stuff, they might like it. It's cool. It teaches about teamwork and stuff like that. So nice. you know, it's pretty good. It's a it's a good sports theme uh, show to go out on because that is it for today, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That's TRUEFAN15. Go and get yourself a shirt right now. Yes, or sir. two or three. And don't forget to check out our new friends at ACSI.tech and check out their career section to start a new exciting career in the communications industry. Shout out to Mike Logic and Ideal. The new episode of the All Net Podcast is available every other Monday. Check them out right now for the best analysis of NBA playoffs, soon to be finals. And don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio Podcast, now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, Throw MC, and Words talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill sports. Bit. Go and check them out right now. Shout out to Ronesh and shout out to Panic for the beats we played on today's show. Check out Panic on PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your moment merch and gear. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and reach out to us. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want your stirring the pot ideas, your movie recommendations. You can tell us we're great. You can tell us we're dumb. We just want to hear from That's you. That's right. Uh, have a good time with us. You can also reach us at True Chicago Sports Fans at gmail.com. A big shout out to today's guest host, Gigantor, in the house. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being on the show with us, man. Uh, thanks for having me. It was fun. And uh, Chicago, do it up. All right, y'all. For Big Z and Gigantor, this is E Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 52. Until then, be good to each other. For love of sports. Yum, 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 yum. That's because you take it from both sides. Sheesh. Whoa. I don't want to wait. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. You are now on the inside of what I like to call the Burns family circle of trust. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. We'll eat the poppers.